Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Yes. He said, if you shall agree oh, yes, Lord. on earth yes. concerning anything, oh, yes. whatever they bind on earth yes. shall be bound in heaven. This morning, yes. we stand as a people yes, yes. and we bind the spirit of wicked, yes. the spirit of frustration. Yes, Satan desire to wicked. Yes, oh, wicked. Wickening you through sickness, we bind it. Wickening you through poverty, we bind it. Wickening you through sin, we bind it. Wickening you through frustration, we bind it. Everything designed to weaken our God. We agree and we bind it in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Yes. Yes. We stand on the authority. Oh, yes, Lord. Of the word of God. Oh yes, Lord. Pick it. And we stand on the power. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. And we decree and we declare. Oh yes, yes, yes. That things that are designed to weaken us. Yes. Are being trained. Oh yes. Are being fasted. Are being bound. In Jesus' name. Amen. And let us say, shout, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Look, Satan has one of them to make you weak. It's one of his jobs. To weaken you. Hallelujah. That's why when you come to a place like this, binding, fasting the things that weaken you. Hallelujah. Amen. You will be strong. Amen. I say you will be strong. Amen. You will have energy. Yes. I say you have energy. Yes. I say you will move on. 
people will be surprised at your agility and your friskiness. Yeah. Agility. It's a word. And frisky. Hallelujah. For those who fear my for those who fear my name, the son of righteousness. Okay? For those who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise upon them. And they'll go forth skipping like calves left out of the jaw. Have you seen when you open goats early in the morning? Those of you who saw who grew up in the homes where they have goats and sheep. Some of you, where you grew up, it's only concrete, you don't see anything. But if you grew up in a place where there are goats and sheep, who, who grew up in a house like that? Yeah, and chicken. When you open in the morning, how did they come out? You see, they, they don't come out like this. They come like... <laughs> they come happily. And the Bible said, for those who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. And you go forth, skipping. Okay? And you shall go forth and grow up as calves out of the stall. How they, that's how you come. You come jumping. I say you come jumping. I say you come jumping. For those who fear my name. Hallelujah. Yeah. The sun of righteousness will rise. Hallelujah. You will skip. You will jump. People will wonder, where is your energy from? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because you bind the devil. See, if you don't bind Satan, Satan will frustrate you. That's why I should read that. You see, one of his jobs is to make you weak. You are tired. You are tired. You are tired. Sometimes you are tired in your mind. Even before the day begins, you are tired in your mind. And, and, and you, are, you are not tired because, you see, don't blame the tiredness on the heat in the room. Oh, the play condition is not working. That's why I'm tired. The weather. the weather. You are blaming the tiredness on the weather. And allergies. You are blaming the tiredness on your hormones. No. Satan. 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 Can frustrate you. So we bind him in the name of Jesus. You will go out with energy. And come back with energy. Hallelujah. People have asked me several times, ah, Reverend, how do you do this? You seem to have a lot of energy. You are never tired. And people always ask me, I wonder how you do it. You wonder how I do it? Grace. And the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I bind devils that frustrate you. Amen. Things that are designed to weaken you, I bound them. You will go out with energy. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So last week, we started talking about why some Christians don't bear fruits. Hallelujah. Yeah. And if you were in church last week, you should remember. Amen. Yeah. You see, fruit bearing is very, very important. Hallelujah. The most attractive part of every tree is the fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. The most attractive part of every tree is the fruit. Isn't it? Yes. 
Isn't it? Isn't the most attractive part? Isn't the fruit? Yeah. Hallelujah. So the most attractive part of your Christianity is the fruit you bear. Hallelujah. Yeah, fruit bearing. Amen. And last week we, we learned that um, there are reasons why people don't bear fruit. Hallelujah. What was the reason number one? Yeah, what? You are blind. People are blind to the reality of hell. People don't care what about hell. They don't care at all. They are blind. But hell is real. Heaven is real. You see, just don't do it now, but just, just don't do it now, but just as a matter of public interest. When you go home, Google the death rate. It's on, it's, it's, you can Google it. It, it has all these meters. And it tell how many people die per, per second or per hour. Every day, every day, people are dying. Every day, when you Google it, it's like it runs like a meter. Every day, people are dying. Every day, people are being born. Every day, people are dying. But the, most of the world is blind to hell. Hallelujah! We are blind. We are blind to hell. We are not conscious of the reality of hell. But hell is real. Hallelujah. And what was the number two? They are what? Short-sighted. We don't see far. Most of us, we only see around ourselves. Hallelujah. Short-sighted. And I spent some time talking about short-sightedness. Because, you see, if you, if you think a little bit far, it will affect your decision-taking. Hallelujah. But because you don't think far, that is why you take selfish decisions. But if you think far, if you look at the consequences, you see, and the Bible says, and the Bible says that the prudent or the wise man, see, a sign of wisdom is that the wise man, he sees the evil afar off. That, that, that's what makes you wise. The ability to see that this thing. Not that you walk into it before you realize that it is evil. But the ability to see far. May God make you see far. Amen. Receive the prophetic declaration. Amen. May God make you see far. Amen. And avoid the evil. Amen. See far. A lot of Christians, you see, a lot of Christian sisters don't see far. They don't. Happy Francisca, they don't see far. A lot of Christian sisters don't see far. If they to see far, they will understand that when you are driving on the road, but because they don't see far, but if they will see far, they will know that if you are on the road going and you fill your gas tank, and as you keep on driving, every mile the gas the tank gets empty, goes down, it keeps going down, it keeps going down, and you see gas stations, and you see gas stations. And you see gas stations. And you see gas stations. You see mobile. So I don't like mobile. You see Exxon. I don't like Exxon. You see Sonoko. I don't like Sonoko. What else do you see? Look. I don't like look. Shell. I don't like shell. Delta. I don't like Delta. DP. What you don't know is that as you say, I don't like, I don't like, your tank is getting empty. 
Your tank is getting empty. Your tank is getting empty. Until you pass a place now, the tank is empty. And even the one that they pump like this, coco, coco, coco. <laughs> it's not there. Cool. Because there's something called the last gas station. Now you are past all the gas stations. And you are wondering. But you didn't see far. You didn't see that when this brother came, he was mobile. I don't like mobile. When this brother came, he was Shell. I don't like Shell. When this brother came, he was Sunoco. I don't like Sunoco. <laughs> if you could see far, you would have taken the look oil like that. I said, if you can see far, you will have taken the look oil like that. At least it is gas. It will take you. <laughs> I'm preaching. Take, take the prophecy. Somebody should take that wisdom. Even though it's not a perfect gas that you wanted, at least it will keep your car going. <laughs> As at now, your car is collapsed. Now, now it, it has become even more expensive to move because there's no gas. You have to now get a tow truck. <laughs> I'm preaching to you because now you are so sophisticated you think the only gas you need is shell high octane <laughs> keep on asking for shell Sifa Sifa I said Sifa When I was young, I'm still young. When I was young, many. Or younger. Bishop Walsh used to say that in the gas station. I never used to understand him. You understand? Because we were in our 20s. And he used to tell the sisters, the guy, he started saying this gas station when we were in our 20s. So. And I used to say, ah, 20, 20. I think, come on, come on, how possible? So I said, no, the sisters, gas station. I said, oh, wow, wow. But now, I have seen many. Last exit. So now when I see the 20s, I tell them, look, this thing I know. This is your behavior of passing gas stations. I know. Oh, I don't like this brother. His, his struggles may be like... <laughs> his struggles may be like... Uh, what's the cheapest gas? Uh, You better take <laughs> Koroko, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep on saying I like shell. Go. A time will come if you Koroko, you get. <laughs> hmm. This is a prophecy for somebody. Just take it. It's a word of wisdom for somebody. So avoid the evil afar of. When you go home, call the Koroko brother. Say, I've changed my mind. <laughs> Evil afar off. 
Hallelujah. Then the next one people who don't bear fruits is what? They are forgetful. Hallelujah. Good. You know, like I said, fruit bearing is the hallmark of Christianity. See, when the Christians were first seen in Antioch, they were first called Christians in Antioch. Not because of what they were wearing or what they were driving, but they saw their activities. They saw their preaching. They saw their soul winning. And they acknowledged that of a truth, these people have been with Christ. Hallelujah. They saw what they were doing. That's why they call them Christians. That, oh, the way they behave, the way they are preaching, the way they are healing, they definitely has have an encounter with Christ. So they were first called Christians in Antioch by what they do. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And that is what makes you attractive. Christianity is based on what you you know, you, Jesus says you should know them by their fruits. Seriously, you shall know them by their fruits. And every time, every time I, now this one I read that scripture, I say, Jesus must be God. Amen. To make that statement long ago, that the surest way of knowing anything is by the fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hear that? He must be God. Because in this world, in today, today world that we live in, you can never tell things by the looks. No. You can never tell anything by the look. Gone are the days when you see somebody with a wig and a breast, you say it's a woman. Now this is not. Long past. That way of identifying a woman is long past. I mean, sometimes ago, if you see somebody with a long hair, a breast, and a lipstick, and holding a handbag like this, you can say it's a woman. But today, today, if you go, there's a place, and I used to pass that in my hand, there's a place in, I think it's on, um, the village. I drive there. You see them, give me your handbag. Can somebody give me your handbag? You see? <laughs> I don't think so. You see? Especially when I close service from Tuesday night and I'm coming. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so if you're going to assess by the look, were deceived. Are you hearing me? Yes. So the only way we can tell. The only way we can tell is the fruits. Hallelujah. Amen. They may have the long hair. They may look nice. They may be very beautiful. Some of them are even beautiful. But one thing is sure. They cannot be like this. Stand up. They cannot be like this. This is a sign. This is the sign. This is the proof. No matter the surgery they do, the implant they do, 
they can do implants, they can do surgery, they can do their hair, but this. So, without a shadow of doubt, I mean, just for example, I cannot say whether all of you are women, but this one. <laughs> but this one, without a shadow of doubt, this is a woman. No is. How many agree with me? The rest you are not sure. I'm, 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 please forgive me, forgive me. Yes, for example. But this one. Yes. Yes. And Jemima. <laughs> She's covering it. Stand up. This one. <laughs> you haven't seen it. Yeah. Not yet. So what I'm trying to say is that so he must be God. So as true sign that you are a Christian, it's not how you sing. It's not how you dance. It's not how you jump by your fruits. That's what tells you a Christian. Hallelujah. So if you cannot point to anybody that this is my fruit in the Christ, I question your Christianity. If you cannot point that this is my fruit in the Lord, I question your Christianity. Hallelujah. Because all sorts of people are holding the microphone. And all sorts of people are preaching. But the fruits, you shall know them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So, we took that. So, so, I'm saying, let us demonstrate our real faith. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I spoke about reasons why people, people are not fruitful. And we are continuing. Reason number four. Why people don't bear fruits. It's found in Mark chapter 4, verse 14. Mark 4, 14. The sower sowed the word, quickly. And these are they, and these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among tongues, such as hear the word. Continue. Af- and after and the curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the last of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Hallelujah. Amen. So another reason why people don't bear fruits, we are not fruitful, is because of the curse of the well. The curse of the well. 
Yes, you know that I have to be fruitful. I have to be a useful Christian. I have to work for God. But the cares of the world, my bills, my school, my children, my job, they choke the world. So you become unfruitful. Not the sins of the world. The cares of the world. Regular cares. The cares of the world. I must visit somebody. I must pray for somebody. You see, most people, most of, most people are concerned with their own personal life. They don't care about anybody. The cares of the world. My bills. My school. My children. Why should I go and teach someone's child in the same class when I'm having a problem with my own child? The case, my job. I have to wake up too early. I don't have time to do this check thing. I don't have time to work for God. I'm too busy with my life. The case of the world. I am too busy. What outreach? Today by Santa, tomorrow by Tonta, tomorrow by Tinta. What nonsense is this? <laughs> I'm having problems at job. My supervisor is harassing me. I need some peace. The cares of the world. My supervisor is tormenting me. You see, but let me tell, I'll give you a secret. Right? We just keep it somewhere in your mind. Look, nobody has prospered being self centered. One of the keys to prosperity is to care for others. Yeah, I'm telling you. True. Nobody has prospered being self-centered. Yeah. You know, this is just for, this is just an example. See it in the right light. It's, a, it's, a, it's an example. It's actually a, a historical fact. You know there are two churches that started as assemblies of God. One is Church of God in Church of God in Christ, Kojik, and the other one is Assemblies of God. They all came from They all came from the same root. Assemblies of God and Church of God in Christ. Okay. The Church Kojik, which is Church of God in Christ, is, was was the African American or the black wing of that church. And the Assemblies of God was the white wing of that church. How many of you know of Church of God in Christ in Africa? No. Have you seen any Kojik in Africa? In Ghana? In Nigeria? How many know of Assemblies of God in... That's the difference. Because you see, I'm, I'm showing something. I hope nobody will send me a Facebook. I'm just giving us an example. Because you see, that mentality that we got our own problems, we got to take off our own, and therefore not care for others has kept them poor. Preach. Hey, but the one who had the thoughts for others and reached out, they have rather prospered. Because a lot of our people think that I got my own problems. I got my own issues. We struggle.
struggling here? We struggling and we got nothing for them? You see, everything it will keep you poor. But the people who said, I have to help others. It's a fact. Go check it. I'm not lying. Go check it. Assemblies of God now is more prosperous than Kojik. So stop worrying about stop, you see, and, and see, that's one thing. And, and, and number two, and number two, everybody got problems. Everybody, everybody has a problem. There's nobody on planet that doesn't have problems. The days of man, Job says the days of man is full and full of trouble. As for trouble, they are trouble. So if you are think, have this man that let me solve all my problems before I serve God, then you will never serve God because problems. Everybody has problems. I don't know if anybody in this church doesn't have problems. Even this one who don't pay bills, they have problems. They have problems. They have problems. You see, none of them pay bills. So they have problems. They have problems. But they don't pay bills. Even David has problems. So, 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 everybody. So don't magnify. You see, if you. Some people have a way of magnifying their problems as if they are the only one with problems. Let me tell you something. No, stop it. Everybody got problems. That's right. One day, one day I, I was going to Ghana. I think before that, when there was only one terminal, now the terminal has changed. There was only one terminal there, there, where your, your things come out. Jimama and I go to the, we got there. So when we got there and our things were coming out, you know, everybody stands at the one conveyor belt yes. waiting for their things to come. So we're all standing. Then people, luggage will come. We are picking, we are picking. About halfway through, my luggage hasn't come. And then I have another guy who was whose luggage has also not come. Come and see this boy. Come and see this guy standing by me. Only me. Every day there's a problem. Whenever I travel, there's a problem. I don't know why. I don't know why. There's so much problem in my family. Every situation is so like I cannot make progress. Look at my goods. My goods still hasn't come. Everybody's thing has come. And me alone, my time, we're all standing. Now, this has not come. I feel like slapping the guy. <laughs> hey, shut up! You're not the only one whose luggage doesn't come. Eventually, all of us got our luggage anyway. That's how some of us are. You are not the only one with a problem. A little thing you magnify so much. Yes, Reverend. Look, if you have a private interview with the person next to you, you will know that your lady are issues.
child and nobody can take care of the child. My child, my child doesn't eat. Your child is no good. Leave the child. Let's add up. Sometimes I see some mothers like one child is their whole way, they are consumed. They are so, I mean, they are flabbergasted with one child. The one is flabbergasted. <laughs> one child, there you have. You go to work. <laughs> People have five children, they are running around it. And they will all grow anyway. All the children will grow. I know one particular lady. Hers is extreme. Hey. When she comes to church, she has four children. And she drops them from the van into the church in Newark, in New York. She will not see the children. Her children will be running all over the place. I said, I mean, we are carefree, but yours is extreme. <laughs> yeah. So everybody has problems. Hallelujah. So don't, don't make it sound like, you know, you know, it's just like you're alone. Yeah. And, and, and to, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, most of us who are complaining about problems, if you, are, if you look at it carefully, most of us have our basic needs met. It's true. It's true. Basic needs is met. If you, if you were to be honest and be grateful to God, yeah. you'll find that your basic needs are met. Yeah. Therefore, having food and raiment, let them be content. Yeah. If you look at it really clearly, your basic needs are met. Yes. When you woke up this morning, you didn't pray about breakfast. That's right. You didn't pray about breakfast. No. When you were going to sleep last night, Lord, I don't know what I'll eat tomorrow. You pray about that. No. No. Somebody just somebody asked me, somebody just asked me, because my wife has trouble. It's all right. How are you coping now that your wife has trouble? I say, me, my, my needs are very simple. Very simple. I don't need a lot to live. I told me, my needs are very simple. I don't need a lot to live at all. If I, when you tell that, then I began to complain. Yesterday, my dinner that I ate was $5. I don't tell you what it is. My whole dinner was $5. Yeah. I, I, I only need $5. Whatever I ate last, I won't tell you, but $5, I was like. <laughs> I told a person, my needs are simple. Me, I don't need a lot to live at all. See, and most of us have our needs met. Basically, you have it. Having food and clothing, therefore, and to be a point, some of you, some of you, if anything at all, you have more than enough. Here, don't tell her. <laughs> Amazing. When we are coming, and we are going somewhere, and she's running late. And I ask her, Why is it? I can't find anything to wear. I say, Hey! <laughs> I mean, why are you enter the house? The closet is full of your clothes, and you still cannot find anything to wear. <laughs> I'm preaching. I mean, you can't find anything to wear. anymore. <laughs> I mean, you can't find anything to wear. 
like some of you, if you sell your clothes, you can buy a car. <laughs> your clothing alone, your clothing, some of you in your shoe alone, I mean your shoe alone, can feed a village for a day. <laughs> and I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's this shoe, this shoe, this shoe. Fit what? They don't fit what? Because you are standing there, you are looking for a blue dress. Royal blue with mustard in it and some skirt and some sh- the shoe must match and they give me the shadow my love. Why? Look, every time I hear that, I, 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 I say, hey. you don't have anything can't find anything to wear. It's like, wow. That's why the hours late. That's why we are always late. I know. Most of you have your basic needs met. You want to see problems? I'll show you real problems. Most of you, most of you, if anything at all, you have too much clutter. I don't have anything to wear. Which you get a situation in your house? I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> you see? Even yesterday, just yesterday, I, I can't find anything to. You can't find. We are tripping over things. And it's even worse when it's a man. One lady was telling, said, Reverend, it is normal for a woman to have more, take more space of the closet. But in my house, it's the reverse. He <laughs> said, Reverend, it's normal for a woman to have more of the closet. But in my house, it's the reverse. More shoes than your wife. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem right there. You have more shoes than your wife. A man. That's a problem. We are not grateful. We complain unnecessarily. Your basic needs are met. I'm telling you. Your basic needs are met. Do you want to know? Maybe somebody should Google it for me. The the poverty level that the WHO uses. Or what is considered the poverty level. I think it's people who earn like $100 or something per annum or something of that sort. Most of you here end at, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Even the kids, what you b- use to buy from McDonald's makes you rich. 
Anyway, hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you have more than enough. Be grateful. Yes. Most of us have our basic needs. Most of us, most of us have our basic needs met. Yeah. You have more than one shoe. You have more than one shoe. But I remember, you see, you see, you see, you have to be grateful. That more than shoe. I remember having, I remember there was a point in my time when I had only one shoe. I only owned one shoe. I'm serious. In my life, I was growing up. I had only one shoe. And it was a shoe that I bought in Abidjan. La Côte d'Ivoire. It was brown shoe. And I remember those days we used to go to discotheques. And I remember one night I went to a part, I went to one of those places. And I was coming back and it was raining. And when we come from, there are no drains. So when it rains, <laughs> it's not like there are drains. When it rains, you can see that the roads are flooded. So here am I, Alex, with my new shoe that I bought from Abidjan. Brown, nice, that I'm going to use to spin in the Edison. I'm now, if I walk, it's like if I walk through the thing, it, it will mess up. Can you believe that I removed the shoes? By the grace of God, I can buy many shoes. I can I can buy many shoes. I don't even buy shoes nowadays. If I have a, I used to. I I, I don't know that's my bought a shoe because I have a brother in New York who said, "I read, I'll supply your shoes every year." He gives me a new shoe every year, and he knows how to give nice shoes. I, I don't know that's my bought a shoe. Not and I can't buy many. I don't even think about it. He decided that every year he'll give me a shoe. I said, fine, bring it on. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait. If you bring it, I'll wait. Yes. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's a blessing for him. Yes. So what I'm trying to say is, we, God has provided. Amen. Let us be objective and grateful. Amen. And begin to think about others. Amen. And be fruitful. Amen. Hallelujah. Another reason why we don't bear fruits is distractions. <coughs> Distraction. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. 
First Corinthians 15, 15. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord, your labor where? Your labor where? Your labor where? It's what? Yeah. I have been around for a while. I can tell you that the only place where you are guaranteed that you are not working again is in the Lord. Be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding. You see, a lot of us too many distractions. The church has too many distractions. Instead of focusing on the gospel and winning souls, there's a lot of distractions. But I say be steadfast, unmovable, steady of course, knowing very well that your labor, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. There are a lot of places challenge your labor can be in vain. Thank you. I had a good friend of mine. Very, very learned person, a seasoned attorney, he worked in one of the top trends in New York, standing up. Top New York law for firm, top firm. What? I mean, what day and night, every Sunday, he cannot come to church. Because it was a Jewish firm, Sunday is not a holiday. What? He will live. Five, 12 o'clock in the morning, come 10 p.m. Corporate wants to rise up. Want to have a name? What? Labor. Can you believe that at the end of the what do we do? They will be the that You don't work enough and they let him off. Just like that. He couldn't believe it. I've slept for this firm. Oh, yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They, you see, even business. People always try to swindle you. Yeah. The only place that you are guaranteed that your work is not useless is in the law. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. And I can testify it. Yeah. That's right. When I finished my residency, here, started working as a doctor. I work with a doctor here in Edmonton. Uh, what the bus terminal was. Can you believe I'm going to labor in vain? The guy, when he pays you, me and Reverend Flesher, when he gives you a check, you better go and cash it right away. <laughs> hey, when he gives you a check, don't deposit it. With the check, as soon as you get a check, you walk to the bank. Yeah. Because I learned it the hard way. He gave me a check. And I was going to buy a house. So I put a check. I used the check as, as part of the down payment. Then when I got there to the bank to get the clothes, he said, no. No funds. I said, what? Insufficient funds my paycheck. He said, no. Your paycheck has been withdrawn. No insufficient funds. So from that day, me and Gilly, when the guy pays us, we'll stop seeing patients. <laughs> we are coming. <laughs> we just wait in the wedding room. We go to the bank. Cash the money, and after that, we come back. Because I know that this guy. 
who survived. The paycheck we take it, Alex, I'll take it. Me and Flash will go. Tell the patients, wait. And we get a check. Then we come back. Everything right here. When they have the dental pit, that's done. Yeah. Your labor, you see, the, the only place that your labor is not in vain is in the Lord. Lord hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. So be steadfast. Unmovable. Work for God. Amen. As for God, He is faithful. Yes. God will never cheat on you. Yes. Look, look, the only person, you see, one thing I can say, Jesus knows how to say thank you. Most of us don't know how to say thank you. But Jesus knows how to say thank you. As for Jesus, he knows how to say thank you. Yeah, he knows how to say thank you. Because when Peter asked him, Lord, we have left mothers, we have left fathers, we have left family to serve you. What shall we gain? He said, anybody who has left father, who has left mother, and has left brethren for my sake and for the kingdom's sake, he shall receive in this life a hundredfold with, with persecution and eternal life. In other words, I know how to thank people. Because some people don't know how to say thank you. Some people don't know how to say thank you. Can you hear me? And no, thank you is thank you. No, thank you is thank you. That's a proper way to say thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And Jesus said, look, you work for me, I'll pay you. I know how to say thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Some of you don't know how to say thank you. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's better to just give a gift. Oh, I'm, I'm bringing this to come and say thank you. That's how to say thank you. Because thank you is not only by a mouth. That somebody say, thank you, we know the chop. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to say, but Jesus knew how to say thank you. Amen. So your labor in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, yeah. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That one you can take to the bank. Be steadfast. You see, but we have so many distractions. Some of we are not sure. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. If you serve God genuinely, he will bless you. If you serve God genuinely, I can tell you that. If you serve God genuinely, he will bless you. Remember the story of Obedidom? Obedidom? Yeah. David. There was a problem with the ark. Somebody took the ark and died. And David said, this thing, I don't, I don't want to play with it. Took it to a foreigner's house. Look, this guy is a foreigner. He's not a Jew. Obedi the Hittite. Nobody knows him. Because something that killed here, let's, let's kill a stranger. <laughs> and he put the ark there. And Obedi took good care of the ark. Yes. And the Bible said, and the Bible said that, and the Lord blessed Obedi Not only Obedi and his household. Yes. The Lord blessed Obedidom and his household and all that pertained unto him. Because God knows how to bless. Amen. God knows how to say thank you. Oh, yes. He blessed Obedidom. Yes. You, see, you see, and his household, his children. Yes. And let me tell you something, unless you are new, if God does not touch your child, there's nothing you can do. If God does not help your child, there's nothing you can do. Hey, that's the truth, Reverend. Some of us are so constipated parents. We want to bring your child in a particular way. You can do your best, but if God does not touch the child, 
at the end of the day, except the Lord watch, you watch in vain. The child, it takes only God to raise a child. So rather wait for God and let God take care of your child. God has touched him. Yes. Yeah. Suddenly. I mean, let, let's be honest. Your father couldn't change you. My father couldn't change My father could not change me. My mother could not change me. The tribe I didn't work. But God touched me and I changed. God can change. And when God blesses your child, suddenly you will know that ah, the child has changed. This child who is so stubborn and rude. You see, one mother told Bishop Saki, he said, my children, my child, this is my child. This is my child. Bad. He said, this is my child, bad. In any form. B A D A B D. What does spell bad in any form? Just spell bad in any form. That's my child. It's a, it's a bad child. I'm tired. Bishop, I'm tired. Spell bad. B A D A D B D. That's him. Don't worry. God will change. One day, God touched him. And this, now this child is naturally a pastor now. Yeah. Another man told Bishop, this was Bishop, another man told Bishop Dak. He said, This is my son. The only thing I believe when they tell me is good morning. <laughs> <laughs> because I can see that it's morning. <laughs> Look, these are all true stories. I had a friend, a friend of mine. Very quite wealthy, took his child to college in London. Paid pounds. And then you call on the child. Mention this, why are you so dead, dead? I'm in the library. You know, I can't talk. Aha! You know what? She, she oh, you're doing the same thing too. <laughs> I'm so ready, you're doing the same words. You know this. Dead, dead, dead. I'm in the library. I can't talk. I'm busy now. I'll call you later. <laughs> 60,000 pounds a year. Dad, dad. I'm in a library. Can you believe that this boy was going to school? No. <laughs> he was wearing Rolex specs in London. Driving cruising. Dad, dad. I'm in the library. <laughs> I hear me. Yes. Dead, dead. So, so it is only God who will touch your child. Who will make a child. Even though my father is not there, my mother is not there. I will open the book and I will study. It's only God that can do that. Yes. You can take away their phone, their computer, their ID. Please. You can't change them. Only God. 
you can you, you time out quarter out anything do and a child is my child only God but when God touches the heart everything changes may God touch your child as you serve God may God bless your household the Bible says and he blessed the household of Obedidom it means Obedidom's child who was wayward suddenly corrected Wearing Rolex watch and cruising in the street of London. Hey. Tell me the part. And he was the only. The man was quite a wealthy man. He was the only son. The mother was so broken at it. The father wanted to say, okay, when you find that this, I'm cut. Please. He carried the passage to Ghana. He'll go back again because he knows how to get back there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But God bless Obedidom. Because he took care of the ark. Yes. Let me tell you something. God will bless you. Amen. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding. Knowing very well. Nora, knowing very well that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Look, I have stopped pleasing men. You know, and, and I'll give you the reason why. Because, you see, that the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And if a man who pleases the Lord, he even causes his enemies to be at peace with him. Some of us, we are good at quote-unquote bottom licking, you know, sucking up to people. Suck, suck. Look, if God, you can suck up to the person. If God does not touch him, you still not treat you well. Yes. Yes. So rather serve God. And let God touch the person's heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. If somebody likes me, I take it that God has turned the person's heart towards me. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. That, that, that's why I take it. I take it that God has turned the person towards me. There's nothing special. I always take it that way. Mm-hmm. That God has touched this person towards me. Mm-hmm. God has favored me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what is even amazing that even somebody may not like you, mm-hmm. but God will make you so crucial to the person, the person can do nothing without you. So they have to like you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So be steadfast. Amen. I say be steadfast. Amen. Unmovable. Amen. Always abounding. Amen. Because your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. It can never be in vain. Yes. Can never be in vain. God is a rewarder. They that come to God must know the first he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you seek God, God will reward you. Oh yeah. I've been working for God for a while. And I'm grateful. I have not regretted serving God. I have not regretted serving God at all. 
Because God has been faithful. Yeah. You see, it doesn't mean I don't have problems and issues, but God has been faithful. That's what problem that's what problem is day everywhere. Problem is day everywhere. As long as you live. So if you have this mentality that let me solve all my problems before I serve God, then you will not serve God. Yeah. That's what it is. Hallelujah. And the last reason why we don't serve, people don't people are not fruitful is immaturity. You are immature. First Corinthians thirteen eleven. First Corinthians thirteen eleven. First Corinthians, you are in Hebrews. Hey. First Corinthians thirteen eleven. Immaturity. When I was a child, I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Immaturity. Immaturity in the sense that a child cannot give birth. To give birth, you must be a grown-up. Do you understand? To give birth, you must be a grown-up. Yeah. A child can never give birth. It takes a grown-up. You may be huge and big, but still cannot give birth. Because you have to hit a certain puberty. Before. Hallelujah. So sometimes people are not fruitful in church because they are children. They have not matured yet. So all their behaviors are childlike behaviors. Which include inability to sit still. The reason why we send the children up there is because they are children. If they are here, but they will be running up and down. Because their attention span is very short. Do you understand? Children need to run around. Mothers, children need to run around. It's the nature of children. Let me, t- yes, yes, let me tell you something as a, as a doctor. There's a common diagnosis here that you never find in Africa. Thank you. ADHD. Attention deficit hyperactive disorder whereby the children keep running and you know, do you know the reason why you cannot find in Africa I'll give you the reason because over here you, you put a two year old in a in a four corner with a bunch of energy so you keep on bunching up the wall because all that the child has is this small space that's why you keep on bunching up the wall but in Africa by the time you go and check the lizard go like chicken. The goat jumping up and down. When the child comes home and lies down, she sleeps. No ADHD. That's why we don't have that diagnosis over there. I mean, you wake up in the morning, you play soccer, just killing everything. Your mother is chasing you. By the time you come home, but you have put a, a, a child here, small, in a small room, with a bunch of energy, who cannot sustain to ADHD, and as soon as they come, everything is medication. You are pumping pills on children. Let me, they don't need pills. They need to roam around. Let Amen. them run around. <laughs> Please, that's why 
it's diagnosed in the Western world. It's because of the environment. Because children by their nature cannot sit still. That's why we send them up there. If they were here by now, David would be running up and down. Check David to a crowd. By the time you go, run around, you'll be tired. You will sleep. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yes. Because when they are here, they run around. They're all normal. All the children are normal. It's the environment. Because children cannot sit still. Do you see some, some diagnosis are environmental? Like uh, the one that they throw up when they are pregnant. When they are pregnant, they begin to throw up. <coughs> Hyperemesis, okay. Hyperemesis. <laughs> Some people don't want me to say it, but I'll say it. Because they are usually to control their husbands. <laughs> uh, uh, it's emotional blackmail. It was shown. It was shown in history during the Second World War in England. When all the men went to war, okay, and there was no man at home, there was not a diagnosis of hyperemesis. Wow. <laughs> it was shown. That as the men, when the men left the house and were in battle for fighting, and there was no man at home, all the pregnant women did not throw up, no diagnosis. <laughs> It's the man. Emotional blackmail. Somebody around to hold. <laughs> I throw up when I see blue. I throw up when I see red. Because there's a man. Somebody to comfort you. Anyway, back to children. Childish. Children cannot sit still. They are not stable. And the reasons why. You see, they cannot sit still. And children always think that the neighbor's house is nicer. Oh yeah. Children always think that the neighbor's house is nicer. The neighbor's parents are cool. Yeah, you don't know like this man. My friends, their dad is cool. <laughs> because, because you are not their child. You are not their, you are not their child. That's why, they were, that's why when you came to the house, they allowed you, they treat you not to play the games. And, see, and, and you have Christian children behaving the same. They cannot sit still. You see, they cannot sit still. They cannot stay in one church. Today they are in this church. They know that they are, this prophet is in town. They are, they are most of place to be your child. This church is powerful. This man of God is powerful. The neighbor's house is nice. It's a child. You can't sit still. You are not fruitful. Be planted. Be stable. See, a lot of Christians are not fruitful because they cannot sit in one church. I mean, what do you want? What prophet are you looking? You have Reverend Dr. Chasosa as your pastor. What other prophet are you looking at? <laughs> what other prophet are you looking? What other gift are you looking? Knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, direction. What are you looking? But you can't sit still. One of the most anointed men walking on earth. 
Ask your prophet. Yes. And I'm talking about Bishop Dagwood Wells. Yes. If you're talking today, today, anointing walking on earth. Yes. Oh, come on. Amen. Come on. Amen. Anointing yes. walking on earth. Yes. A John Wesley type of anointing. Yes. Come on, what are you talking about? Yes. And you can't sit still. Always looking for something else. You're a child. You're a child. You're a child. That's why you think that your next door neighbor food is nice. The grass is green and Their parents are cool. Go and let them be your parents and you see whether they are cool. Because, because you, you just came to sleep over. So they allowed you to play games. They allowed you to watch TV. So they think that they are very cool. Go and be their patient and you see whether they will allow you. You need to be mature. Yes. Grow up. Yes. Mature. Amen. When I was a child, I talked like a child. Yes. But when I grew up, I put away childishness. Yes. Let me tell you, stability and progress and food, it comes to prosperity comes with stability. Yes. I can teach you a whole month on that thing. Yes. Prosperity yes. comes with stability. Amen. I don't care whatever you do. Once you are stable, you prosper. Amen. Amen. That's what you don't know. Amen. That's what you don't know. of water. You shall bear your fruit in its season. Anybody who keep on changing you will not prosper. Everything I take, I'm going to cross check. Most millionaires or billionaires who are doing well started their career at a very young age. They had a passion for it. And never change. That's why they are prosperous. You cannot be stable. Why don't you pick one course and do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, what's wrong with you? This year, my major is nursing. Next year, my major is accounting. Next year, my major is every year. So one school takes you such a long time. It doesn't matter. What are you doing? An accountant, a nurse, a banker, garbage collector. Just pick one and stay with it. And finish it. Because I can tell you that there is no specific profession that leads to prosperity. It is God who blesses. That's why they are rich doctors and they are poor doctors. They are rich lawyers and they are poor doctors. They are rich garbage guys and they are poor garbage guys. So it doesn't matter what you do. It's whatever one that God has blessed. Pick one and stay with it. You will like changing things too much. Yeah. You are a child. Yes. Short attention span. Yes. Short. Your attention span is short. Yes. Yes. And even some of you, the brothers, and I'm preaching to you directly. That's why you are not married. Hey. You cannot pick one woman and stay today. You are, uh, you are proposing to this sister. Next time you are changing, you keep going around. Why are you a whirlwind? you pick, you find something about him that you don't like. And there will always be somebody beautiful than the one you chose. So pick one and stay with it. Everybody, look, it was Apostle John who said, and it's true. He says everybody has two legs, a right leg and a left leg. 
Yes, a right leg. Yes. And a left leg. Yes. Yeah. So don't, 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 don't. You see, stability. Every day. That's why you are growing. And you are not still married. And the salary that your sperm count is reducing. <laughs> I push it. I push it. It is reducing. It is going down. Happy is going down. Church, say amen. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. God has spoken. Let, Let the church say amen. Sing it to me. Let the church say amen. Be steadfast, unmovable. Let the church always abounding. very well that you labor in the Lord. God has spoken. Let the church. Let the church say Be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding. Let the church Holy Spirit of them that diligently seek him. Thank you Holy Spirit. Let the church say Amen. For God has spoken Lord. God has spoken. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. But when I grew up, it's time to grow up. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You came to church this afternoon. My brother or my sister, life without Christ is a losing game. What shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. So for a brief moment, you are here, you are not born again. You are not a Christian. This is why God sent his son. You may come to church. You see, you can come to church. Somebody can invite you to church. But deep down in your heart, you are not born again. 
forbid, if you are to die today, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell. So I'm talking about salvation now. So before we end this service, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to make sure that, you at least you want to make sure between you and your God that when you die, you go to heaven. You need God in your life. With every, please, no movement at this point. With every eye closed and every head bowed. Lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You see, this is what church is about. God bless you. This is what church is about. Church is about salvation. Church is about salvation. That's why God sent his son. And let us stay on the main thing. It's about salvation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for salvation. Thank you that you have spoken. And let the church say amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.